0: Cliffcentral.com
1: Fashion Lab on Cliffcentral.com
2: Welcome to the Fashion Lab. My name is Liz ogumba retisford your host. And on today's show, we are bringing you a once-a-month designer exclusive with a very special guest um, joining us in studio today. Who goes by the name of Ara Paleng Modutle. Now, we're joined on the show by Morag Stein, who's, um, an internationally accredited beauty consultant and makeup artist who has acquired, um, experience at the beauty game for over 10 years. Uh, for those of you who know, we get some really cool tips from her and she's here with us at the, uh, in the show. Um, welcome and, and thank you for coming and looking so colorful. I know it's hot thank and I know you. the sun's out, thank but you. wow. <laughs> what's the look and what, what's the um, So I'm the just
0: look? wearing this super crazy print little dress from Zara um it, yeah it's one of my favorite pieces it's just really it's like a t-shirt dress throw over go i mean here in Johannesburg today, it's like 40 degrees Celsius. I think we're all melting, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And then, um, on the way, Liz, I stopped in your
2: showroom and got a beautiful, um, rope twisted neck piece fantastic, it's absolutely fantastic! I love it, yes. I love it. It's complimenting the look, really <laughs> nice. Welcome to the show, Marag. thank you. Um, now we are also joined on the show by our New York contributor, Edgy Benson, with his Echoes from New York. Edgy um, runs NU in New York, which is a fashion services company based in New York, and they specialize in soaring. Services to fashion designers, fashion houses, etc. Welcome to the show, Edgy.
3: Hi, Liz. How are you?
2: Fine, thank you. How are you?
3: Good. And what
2: are you wearing? Because you know we're not. You're not going to be sliding on that. What you're wearing and what's inspiring the look is what we want (laughs) to know right here.
3: Well, it's, my look is inspired by my temperature, which is 44 degrees, very cold. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a warm, warm, very thick high-collar sweater on me and a pair of jeans
2: (laughs) it's very nice uh welcome to the show we love to have you as well and uh for those who are tuned in for the first time just a quick reminder i've got my favorite segment at the end of the show called who would you want to dress and why so feel free to share with us some of your who's some of your why's because it is the what we call our red glass of wine at the end of the show it's kind of where we unwind don't ask me how Nederberg, if you're listening. <laughs> anyway, if you're tuning in to the first uh, for the first time as well, or if you also have input around the business behind fashion, especially in Africa, and would love to share your thoughts, please email us um, at info at fashionlabafrica.com. Keep your tweets coming at fashionlabaf and share with us your thoughts as we engage deeper into the ora modutle style avenue um, situation here at Fashion Lab. Mm-hmm. We are Fashion Lab AF on Twitter, and uh, without taking any more time, allow me to introduce. To the show, our special guest. Um, the brand is a selective celebration of inspirational designs and artistic garments that bring beauty. Grace and elegance into our lives. Now, with the brand's aim, the main, the brand's main aim is to present African crafted fashion and creative talent in a manner that actually makes local talent globally recognised. They want to ensure the world has a market access to African inspired product with a modern, contemporary trend and design. We are hanging out with Leng Modutle. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, hey, how are you guys?
2: Fine, thank you. Was that a good intro? Yeah. Very,
1: very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anyway, thank and, you very much for having me.
2: And what are you wearing? What's inspiring the look? I just wear just
1: a typical jean shirt and sandals yeah, <laughs> because it's very hot
2: Everyone is complaining You know, the problem with us is we always complain When it's hot, it's too hot When it's not so hot, it's not so hot It should be something else When it's cold, it's too cold When it's raining, (laughs) why is it raining? So I think we'll just move on what are
0: you wearing today?
2: Well, I'm wearing um, (laughs) this beautiful little dress that I got About a year ago, we went shopping uh, with Morag somewhere And we won't tell you where But (laughs) we went shopping and splurged And I got this beautiful... Beautiful, um, sort of, a, it's got a beautiful, mon- not really monochromatic, but still gives me that sort of black and white uh, uh, texture that I like when it comes to my colors and my prints. So it kind of feels like, I really feel good. It's a very simple cotton lycra piece. Uh, it's, like I said, it's so hot. I'm not complaining about the heat. I'm just saying. It's so hot here, Edgy, that... You need something that, you know, you need to feel the wind and the breeze. <laughs> oh my
3: god. That's kind of I would, I would fail to be where you guys are.
2: <laughs> I literally was like if I could re- if I could really just leave the house with something less than this I would have, but I want to also be correct out here, you know. <laughs> and I not go I no go trouble no go find me. That's what I don't yes. want to get into. So I stay away
3: from but trouble. Y-
2: yes. But anyway, um I'm happy to have you all on the show today and like I love this designer exclusives again for those who are tuned in um, for the first time this designer exclusives as I was explaining to our rappelling earlier is sometimes when you speak about your brand as a brand you don't really get enough airtime to really get people to get down and daddy you know you don't even get a chance all you can do is quickly hi what happened let's talk about the bridal collection oh it was this okay cool fantastic then so yeah so yeah. this is really an opportunity to really get our listeners to actually really engage on a deeper level when it comes to who your brand is um you know the sort of ethos and values that you share, uh, through your brand, the, the, the journey itself, where you started, where you're going, all the little extra detail that they never get to really give them a better understanding holistically, um, of this brand. Now, first of all, um, I just want to say congratulations on your latest bridal collection. Thank
1: you very much.
2: I felt so much flair. There was so much elegance with the easy flows. There was the low cut lines, uh, low cut necklines. There was a lot of ruffled high riding skirts and sleeves, the midriffs, the Sensual shoulder, shoulder. I call them peekaboos, shoulder peekaboos. Yeah. I saw a lot of halters, fringes, shears um, in general, but it was a very, to me, elegant, um, effortless, easy uh, collection. Before we go deep into the brand, let's talk about the collection, uh, the bridal 2016.
1: Um, the collection was uh, spring-summer 2016 uh, for the AFI. So the whole inspiration behind the brand was the whole um, resort bridal collection. Collection, sorry, for the whole destination wedding for destination bride. So we designed everything that kind of goes along with the destination, the place that the bride is getting married at. So, like, everything was very flowy, very summer colors. So, we designed for the whole bridal party attendees. Um, matter of the bride and the bride
2: even S- attendees
3: yeah <laughs>
2: people are really taking bridal to a whole new level where you'll be receiving an invite and be told listen you're going to be pulling out your piece out of Aura lang's collection from his 2015 spring summer and it has to be <laughs> within that range i mean these are rules the rules are getting so hard i might just not want to go for weddings anymore <laughs>
1: (laughs) Um, The demand is quite hectic People who go to weddings Who are invited for weddings They take such a lot of effort In looking good So they spend a lot of money And a lot of effort and, And a lot of yeah, things put into what, how they want to look for the wedding. So you could be quite surprised about
2: that. But do they, do, do, do brides are not longer scared of like outdoing, uh, getting outdone? Cause you know how like long, they long, are long I remember terrified. weddings. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would, petrified. I would get weddings where you're invited and the, and people would just look at me like my friends would be like, Liz, do not come in there looking like uh, Naomi. Just please tone it down. And I'm thinking, what happened to just self-expression and like going to enjoy? Because the the truth of the matter is, when we go into weddings, I'm sure we're not malicious people. We go in with a good intention, but then you still want to be looking in the, the best way that you yes. can. Do yes. you get a lot of that with this whole bridal situation where I, you've got? The, you
1: do. Um, I when I started really like like growing my bridal business, like I deal with a whole lot of people who insecure brides because (laughs) or you find a sister who wants to look better than the bride or a sister-in-law all the the time time. all the
0: time time. i have now
1: a situation with a bride that um i'm waiting and i'm doing for for november i can't name names obviously yeah but uh he she has a sister-in-law who was supposed to be the maiden maiden of honor so they had a specific design that i designed for some lady Some girl at a matric dance last year. So it has a high slit. So I'm like, no way, guys. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) You can't sit next to the bride looking like like that. that. I'm like, can you just tone it down? So they're fighting. So there's a whole lot of drama when it comes to who wears what at whose wedding. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's even in, in the makeup industry, makeup and hair industry, I've had bridesmaids telling me like hey please can you make me look better than the bride and I'm just like you're sick like no what is wrong with people (laughs) you get people like they're crazy and you know I think it's such a fantastic idea that you're creating sort of collections for attendees Mm. because I attended a wedding this past weekend and let me tell you so on the invite it says sneakers can be worn and then I think (laughs) oh god so I phoned Liz and I think Liz what am I going to do? Wear?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, listen, I have a huge sneaker collection, but there's no ways I'm going to be wearing one to a wedding, you know? So anyway, there I go with my beautiful couture floral jumpsuit and there were men dressed in suits wearing like sneakers. And I'm just like, no guys, come on.
2: But I think sneakers should
0: not be, no. 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 And, and don't put trend. that on the wedding invite. <laughs> no. Come on. And are you, you know, the serious? other thing is
2: then there's, there was a lady wearing jeans. Because, like, But guess what I'm yeah. not mad at her no. The minute you put sneakers You should let people Walk yes, in in their yeah. baseball caps And Absolutely. in their sneakers And their jeans but and it's shorts just, It's so confusing Because mm-hmm. then what, what do you actually
0: wear? You know what I mean? So I think it's fantastic. I mean, I've been to weddings where all the guests on the invited actually said that all the guests have to be dressed in black, mm-hmm. and I tell you, the photos looked amazing because the bride stands out. The whole bridal party That's stands out. That's the whole idea. Out. Yes, That's, it's so yes.
2: sophisticated. It's beautiful. But you know, for me, what I say is color coding is one thing. Mm. Because the crazy women who still want to outdo the bride <laughs> will still say, listen, okay, fine, I'm keeping it black. If your slit is up to your thigh, I'm up to your hip, then I'm like, please, no, no, no. And no.
1: very backless. Because at yeah. the end of the day… you still take a picture with the bride. Yes. Yeah. And the, and yeah. the
2: color code yeah. does not restrict what style of dress. But I still think like, come on, ladies, use your heads. I mean, wait for your own husband now. Edgy, is it different for you in the last since you attended the last wedding out there? <laughs> why are these women trying to like no. put on their th- their hip slits at the girls' wedding? Can you just keep that for the something else?
3: I mean, it's still a spectacle. <laughs> I mean, essentially, they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: you know what, guys? Because we well, need to. <laughs> Yeah, because we need to focus. I'm going to let uh, Edge's comments slide for now and <laughs> come back to our <laughs> and just quickly talk about what um, sort of inspired that collection. Um, it was a very easy, but still sophisticated, elegant. There's some flair there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so we just basically wanted to design for those who the want resort. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look better than the bride. So we had to give him a few restrictions. So yeah. And did they adhere uh, to that? Uh, well, <laughs> they want to choose the bridal outfit. <laughs> <laughs> These girls. <laughs> because I mean, everything was very alternative bridal, a lot of crop tops. Um, uh, because we did a show on Saturday that was sponsored by Stunts, the whole bridal show. Um, so I kind of continued with the whole resort because I did a crop top with, te- with beaded tassels and a long, tailed skirt because you I mean I feel like not that I'm trying to offend anyone but I feel like we have to, we are tired of those. We are tired of those. Right. Yeah. We are
2: tired, everyone. Africa, if you're
1: listening, <laughs> everyone,
2: if you want to bash us, we are tired. <laughs> tired, tired, tired. You Change know, the story. I get to
0: a wedding and I mean, I obviously do the hair and makeup and I just think, oh, another, another one. Bull <laughs> gunga. Yeah. So listen, like,
2: <laughs> back to you now. How long have you been in business, um, And what are some of your working for formulas in this not so easy to keep warp, uh, to keep up with game?
1: Um, we've been in the business for three years. Um,
2: 30 years? Three years. Three years. Okay. Like, so, since
1: 2013.
2: Okay.
1: And yeah, we've been working in a very small garage ever since. Uh, yeah, and it's just really, uh, the business start, started growing when I started dressing celebrities then and there, and then, yeah, doing more shoots. And yeah, I applied for AFI for like five years, and eventually, now I got before I was actually in trading, so I wanted to do the whole fast track thing, and then didn't work. And then eventually I started applying, and then yeah, I got through this year. And but
2: I, but can I also ask you a question as as a designer and as as design people sitting in the room as well and speaking? Do you feel also that some of these platforms could be overrated in the sense that, and I say this with due respect, is. As a designer who's coming up as a creative, you still have to be so strong enough in belief of what you're working on or what you're building to a point where you refuse to let any platform or anything validate it because accept your sales and your movement forward. So for me, one of the things that, I mean, and especially for listeners who are tuned in, uh, maybe those of you who are in the fashion industry, I think my two cents is, is to be able to just um, – Hone your craft, believe in it, work on it, and then move. And don't, you don't, don't like, don't think that the end of the world is AFI or is what? Because at the end of the day, business, fashion business is fashion business. How you grow, how you move, whether you're in that platform or not, there's a thousand other ways to be able to push the brand ahead. What is your advice to people who are maybe still coming up and feeling that whole pressure that you may have felt of, I want to get here. I want to get there. What is, what are you, what's your feedback?
1: Like for me I would what what advice I would give people is that well, these platforms are great and uh, they give a lot of exposure to your brand. That's exactly what you need, but um they're not entirely the own the only route to go mm. because um I have been in business for three years and before AFI I was generating a whole lot of money and I was I I employed five people before AFI. So we don't really need it. So if your craft is good and if you know who are you targeting, and if you know who is your clientele, and if your quality is impeccable, it's, it's impeccable, and if your service is great, that's all people need. Mm-hmm. They don't really need that you this big person who showcases and dresses the best celebrities. They just need the best service and the best quality ever. That's all clients need. You don't need to yeah.
2: And Edgy, I just want to pick your mind a bit on that. What are you feeling? Like, because obviously there's a lot of pressure, especially in the continent, where sometimes also from a consumer perspective, consumer behavior says, are you a designer? Yeah, where, where have you shown? Because that's also, for them, it's kind of like something they attach to what they think is the right designer or the big name, you know? What are your thoughts on how uh, young designers, especially in the continent, should continue to move up without, I don't know, the pressure of just having to be affiliated, of having had shown, should not be something that then kind of puts you down or blocks your vision or like slows you down. What do you think? What are your thoughts?
3: Well, I mean, when, you, when you listen to Rapalin, you, you can see um, that although he he hadn't attended AFI yet. He was already experiencing growth. But he did say something very important. He said um, he started dressing celebrities and then he had photo shoots and that helped him grow the brand. You know, it, it it generated publicity for him. So I think for designers listening, I think it's important to see that, yes, the platforms are great. Social mm-hmm. media is great. But I think in Africa, here in, in the U.S., there's a lot of celebrity endorsements that helps the product. In Africa, I think we have to do a lot more of that where you're tying designers to, to, to certain celebrities. I mean, not tying them by force, but allowing, uh, kind of offering clothes to, design, to, to to celebrities to wear because it helps a lot to, 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 to grow a line. And also, imagery is fantastic. I mean, imagery is a huge part of growing a brand because fashion is a showcase. Fashion is fantasy. Images create this fantasy. So I think that we have, once, we, once a designer can work with a good photographer, and, and, and that's something for another, another conversation maybe, I think we need to grow fashion photography in Africa. Mm-hmm. But I think that helps a lot. You know, it's just, just creating the right images can push a brand and, and also can make the brand even attractive to the show. To, to the platforms, you know, to to FI, to all this, because when they see the images and they like the work, then they might say, oh, we might, we, we should have this designer on our runway, you know. So yeah, I, I think there are ways to grow, but it's, it's celebrity ties and the right photography are important.
2: You know, I want to just throw this back to Arapa Lang based on that comment um, around celebrity ties. And then I will share my sentiments. But Arapa Leng, when you dress um, those personalities that you dress, I'll use that word. That's, that's the <laughs> word I'll use. When you dress those, I was thinking, should I use celebrity or personality? I was like, let me use fe-
1: the personalities. Yeah.
2: Those personalities that you're dressing, do you feel uh, based on the couple of, personalities you've been able to dress that you've actually got back value based on the fact that you dressed them? Just generally and openly and honestly.
1: Um, 100%. I have started dressing Bokang and at the time she she doesn't really she's not really a celebrity. She's a businesswoman. She used to be in South Africa and all of that. Mm. But what I received from dressing her has kind of, you get a client then there, people who follow her, and you, you get a lot of people say, oh, that dress was nice. No, I'm talking about
2: smiling way. to the bank. The, the niceties we are happy with.
1: Yeah. <coughs> when people appreciate it, that's when they come back to the design and say, we want that particular thing. That so they don't, they
2: don't come to you saying, hi, can you also give it to me? No,
1: no, no, no. People, they expect to buy <laughs> uh, from you. Um oh that's what I've got from dressing celebrities. It has really because there's a lot of people who look up to these girls and there's a whole lot of people who want to um wear the same things they do. So if they can afford it, then they come and purchase. So I would say um revenue wise, yes.
2: So now I wanna come back to my um observations. <laughs> Raphaelung mm-hmm. is laughing. My honest true observations in the continent is I do not believe in celebrity endorsements in the continent. I think if you're a celebrity or celebrity or personality, whatever you call yourself, I think the celebrities should buy their stuff. And I say this with due respect. And I'll say to you um, this. So from my experience as a fashion um, entrepreneur as well, or fashion designer, whatever you want to call me, in this business, especially in the continent, um, for me and my business, if I dress a personality they look beautiful. Trust me, there's no question about OMG. There's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But because of the fact that I've also always said that we have to graduate and we have to keep moving up, meaning that after the oh wow and OMGs, I can't be doing that for four years with OMGs and nothing and no smiles to the bank. So because for me, my bottom line at the end of the day is this is a business like any other business and you have to be able to win. It means that the people that you choose, in fact, I've realized that it doesn't even have to be, that's why I say personalities, it doesn't have to be the biggest name in the continent. I've found that sometimes, sometimes dressing a simple career woman who's my one of my clients, she goes to work looking stunning in one of my pieces, and she actually, but she buys the piece. But guess what? Yeah. I can get five clients out of her job or her, out of her business or in, industry or of in her Wherever, whatever she does, yes, yeah. Yeah. I can get five. Who will come and they come with the same attitude. How much is it? What, what, what? When I dress personalities, I've realized it just doesn't work because the dress comes back. First of all, it's probably got some sweat patches, or it's probably ripped, or the segment fell off, or whatever. So for me, my my truth, and that's my truth. Everyone have their truth. Is business is business. Fashion is a business. If you have personalities, who you're dressing as brands. It would be great to be able to find a way that if you have realized you've been dressing them for a certain period of time and you don't get returns, none of their referrals ever come to you and say, you know, this was, I, I really liked her dress and I really, she referred me here. Then you're wasting your time. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. The um, the attitude when it comes to consumer behavior in the U.S. is very different from here. The fact that Rihanna can wear that Orapaleng, uh crop top On stage and be able to find a way where in 24 hours, for some reason, Orapaleng has sold out a thousand. Mm -hmm. That is a reality, but it's not a reality in Africa. It really is not. Okay. So I'm just saying that. Yeah. So so all I'm saying is, all I'm advising um, brands is to pay attention Mm -hmm. to who you have wearing your stuff. If they didn't pay for it. And then be able to reassess and say within a certain of, uh, period of time, and you have to be reasonable. So within like, say, you can do a six month or whatever year, give them real time and say within that year, I've been dressing uh, Sheila. Ha- what have I got out of? It's a It's a truth and it's for your own business and for your own way forward. However, if you have extra clothes and you just want to dress Sheila every year, then, you know, it's good for you. You know, um, what yeah. I just want to add on is...
0: When, are there certain personalities that you dress? For yeah. instance, so if you're dressing Mrs. X and she is bringing you revenue back and Mrs. A comes to you, but she's maybe not an inspirational woman in the industry or she's done certain things to affect her brand, mm-hmm. would you still dress her? Um. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because, okay, so let me put it to you this way. So there's a lot of personalities who approach me. Can you do my makeup for free or my hair for free? I'll put it onto social media. And then I'm like, okay, who is this person? I'm not saying in an ugly way, but I'm like, okay, what has this person done for society? What is she doing in her business, in Mm. her industry? How is that something I want to relate or connect my brand to? Mm. If not, then I won't do it. Irrespective of who she is So that's what I'm asking Is it Are there people who you turn down Because of certain situations in the media Or would If any personality had to approach you Would you dress them?
1: Um, Like I would say It really depends on The personality and what kind of brand They have Because Mm -hmm. I mean I would I would prefer to dress people who go along with the brand. So meaning they
2: share similar values, similar 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 morals. They're in a space in their life where you can say, yes, I'm associated with that proudly.
1: Without. Yeah, because I mean, it, it it also depends on the kind of woman I'm dressing. Yes. So if the kind of woman I'm dressing is ideal to the kind of personality that I want, like they're requesting for stuff, then I'll gladly say yes.
2: So okay. despite their values and morals, you'll just be like, yeah. you. No, I mean,
1: also, I mean, there's a few reservations where in terms of you feel like
2: the Wahala maybe- girls.
1: <laughs> when those the someone...
2: like, girls you look at them and you say tell them i'm not i'm not in today i'm I'm, I'm an available
3: I, I, think, I think we are missing a point though i think i think we are missing a point okay. yes you you guys have i mean liz is right everybody's right about it but you have to understand celebrity endorsements were before facebook before Social media. They are social media in a sense, you know. They are the, really the beginnings of social media, and and you, you have to do it not because it makes you money, but because it spreads it spreads your name out, and then the residual benefits of your name being spread out is eventually money at the end of the road, you know. Absolutely. So you I have, have, I have a
2: question. In- I have a question now. I'm going to just put the thing, uh, put my finger up and say hi. I have a question, Edy. Just just to put a pause on that celebrity endorsement, sometimes you get to a point where you've got a beautiful photo shoot campaign which is getting you proper hints. You've got your stories, you've got your short fashion film, you've got this, you've got that. And then Wahala Girl, now you want to also throw the dress because she keeps asking for dresses So you're like, okay, fine, take that. We still have to look and reassess and say, Edgy, you want to say it's okay, you don't have to smile to the bank. I'm like, I'm sorry. If I'm dressing uh, Mrs. X or Mrs. C and for a whole year I have not got one reference that said, even if it's someone random who says, I really love what Morag was wearing. Do you guys have that in my size? That for me is incentive. And we are in a business. So, so we are already showing at fashion weeks. So we are already doing so much. There is so much visibility in different ways. So I'm, I'm just saying to you that I think we have to be very careful. Location, um, affects, okay, so obviously demographics, location, what's happening in, in Nairobi may not be happening the same way in Ghana in accra and may not be Mm -hmm. happening the same way in johannesburg um i'll tell you what right now one thing i know for sure is the difference between nairobi and here for me is even what the big personalities who would say they're big personalities would still come and ask me how much the conversation would start at how much is the dress not Mm -hmm. can you sponsor me what am i sponsoring you for do you know what a sponsor is and for what where is my ROI? Show me what you, what you're giving me back. So I'm just saying, um, Edgy, that we are not, I'm not right. This is just my mm. opinion. We all have different opinions. However, I also say that because we are driving the business behind fashion, some of these, uh, sort of conversations have to be had. And some of the brands who are giving a lot of charity, because I know, you know, there's a lot going on also need to, unless they have extra, which is fine. I just know that I can't afford to dress 10 people in a year. And dress them all throughout the year and I do my best and I put a lot. It actually is a, it's a, it's a whole business on its own. Okay. So at the end of the day, with all yes. of that that I invest in, if I can't, if you've got 20 likes or 100 likes, I'm just like, please, uh, that's enough likes now. We already have those likes. <laughs> so that's not enough. What's, what's, 100 likes is not enough. Hi, Liz. I like the skirt is, is, is the beginning of where we're going to enough. But I want to flip this back to Orapelang because He's our designer in studio today. And even though we're having these conversations from, and, and sharing our different mindsets and where, and why we feel things are working the way they are, some things are working for certain brands, some things are not. So it, it's interesting to continue the conversation. I'm going to throw it back to Arapeleng because obviously Arapeleng is happy to, he, for, for you, basically what you're saying it works. is it works yeah. for you. And it that's, does. And that's the bottom line. Mm. And you're just lucky. Maybe you just don't have a lot of Wahala girls in your circle.
1: But, you know, know, I I just want to really add on. It really depends on the type of um, what you believe in and how do you think your brands work better for you. Mm. So um, if celebrities don't work for you, you do. There's other ways. If you feel like Dressing a corporate woman at the carpet place that brings you more business. Like if you want to target the corporate world, because those are the people who are sitting with a lot of money. So um, if that's how you feel, that works for you, then yeah. And if um, you say and mm. you know my business works better if I dress the Wawa girls or whoever they are, <laughs> because they bring me more Wawa, and that's when <laughs> I get my. Do you understand yeah, what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. So um, out. Make an example, I will not, I've, there's a dress that we have done at the Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, mm-hmm. um, and it was worn a day late, two days later by a celebrity, which is Bonang, at the cover of Clam um, Africa. Mm-hmm. We got store orders, mm-hmm. just because of She wore and us. Mm-hmm. We got, I don't know how many orders of that same dress.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, it was reached in large quantity where we even have grown like we have develop- new business development where mm. we now once a month going to be visiting different cities and sell the dress.
2: Yeah. So I think that's beautiful and 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 very commendable. But I still also think that when you mention like Benang, Benang obviously is very. I think she's also. It's also about the personality you're working with. And I think that there's certain people who just have this this thing where whatever they touch, people wanna touch, and not just touch to say wow, touch to like I want I want it. We are buying it. So we are now talking mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So I think that like you said, the bottom line is maybe to also have. Uh, like you said, people just, brands need to choose and designers need to just look around and, and choose carefully who but, is going to be their representative or who's going to be the ambassador. And also give it time and reassess it. It's just magic is not going to happen for everyone in the same way. And like you said, that one works for you and it has done good for you. Yeah, It may not work I have, for I have, everyone.
3: Um, yes. I have a word. Yes. Uh, you know, I think I want to kind of really reemphasize the power of celebrity endorsements um, in, in Africa I think we don't pursue it enough yes it has its drawbacks but it's, it's, it's a big way to sell clothes it's a big way to have people see the clothes in motion and to fantasize about the clothes I mean like let's take Liz for instance I don't think that if she was wearing anything there isn't anybody that won't fantasize about <laughs> it you know so, so but, but that's the
2: fantasizing the- is one thing uncle fantasizing is one yeah, thing where's but- the money money no day
3: no but (laughs)
1: that's
3: (laughs) that's that's the root of you trying to find the money to buy it though when you fantasize about it yes i mean just to have the aspiration to have it aspiration alone for a designer to be a part of someone's aspiration that's a huge thing even though they can't afford it but for me to aspire to wear your clothes you may never know but Mm -hmm. it's big i'll tell my friends about it you know and then what will your friends do my friends might be richer than me, and they'll
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Edgy, we give it up to you, and we agree, and we accept your point. And I think that um, that was a very—it's a very serious uh, conversation to have that people are not having. And I feel like sometimes brands just get frustrated and they make noise. Ah, <laughs> oh, whoever is wearing my, she's not selling. You need to talk to these people like me these days. When people come, I say, "How much do you have?" That's my first question. Before you tell me who you are, how much do you have? And if they're like, oh, well, we don't know, my, I say, okay, sorry, we can't talk. <laughs> because my thing is, even from a power perspective, from a business perspective, if Mora comes to me and she knows the value of my pieces, even if I'm sponsoring her, she knows the value. Mm. And that's a very important point. You're not here to, you're not in a market. This is not Osu market. Anyway, Africa, if you're listening, Abby, just send your tweets. We're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. I want to go back to Orapeleng, Um And uh, I, th- I say also Orapeleng. as much as um, the fashion showcasing space, like your AFI show that just happened, it's a great platform for PR, for visibility. But what are some of the other channels besides Fashion Week are you using to actually spread your word out or get your pieces into these consumer wardrobes? So obviously... You know, you've got Fashion Week, you've got uh, what you just mentioned right now, like that cover that just brought you so much business. What are some of the other ways that you're winning?
1: Um, I think word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really one of the biggest um, um, because if you you give people the best service and quality, they recommend you to their close ones because they already believe in the brand because you've already offered them the service.
2: It's very impressive. Do you sell locally? Do you have boutiques? Do you have your own shop or are you just no. um selling into different boutiques?
1: Um, I have a studio, so everything now is really made to order. Okay. So we haven't really started going because I don't I don't think I'm into that whole selling to someone else's boutique. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't Do you know want to, to open shaded. another another? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, my, my I feel like I rather work hard and have establish a clientele and then have my own flagship store where people can work in because people already know the brand. That's just my sentiment. I don't want us to open another.
2: No, we are not going. We are loving what you're saying and we respect your decision and the way that you're running your business. And obviously we're having this conversation here with you because we think we love your work and Mm. it's nice for those who are actually looking at you um, to also acquire some sort of ways of how, some tips and tricks of how maybe they could also run their businesses um, to uh, to the level that you are and beyond. Now w- w- you produce locally, right? Yeah. Uh, how many, what type of setup do you have? Do you have a workshop or do you outsource to CMTs?
1: No, I have a studio. So we have a team of six ladies um, seamstresses cutters and uh, bead workers. So yeah. So everything we, happens ev- in front everything of your happens. face. Everything happens, yeah. We don't, <laughs> we don't source out yet.
2: It's very nice. Now tell me, what is your signature identity offering, the offering that really sets you apart um, or sets that OM Style Avenue brand apart from others? Because obviously you've got your clientele. They keep coming back to you for a reason. What do you think would be that signature touch to what you do?
1: Um, I think a lot of femininity, um, sexy... A romantic, that's really what we keep focus on so I mean we just want to make a woman look absolutely beautiful so um, everything to enhance their natural attributes that's exactly what we do, I think that's what makes the brand mm.
2: and, like, and like Morag was also saying when we were speaking about values and morals um, what are your brand values or morals, what are some of the things you as a brand you work on oh, no, work with some of your some of your ethos, some of your what is it that the brand um represents? So I know that one of the things, obviously, is you said you produce locally. You've got your work your workers there. Obviously, you're creating employment, which is very um to me a big a big deal when it comes to brands and African brands who are trying to grow but also trying to help uh, sort of develop this industry. You cannot develop it by sending all your things away and your toys away, but that's very commendable, so what are some of the values that you 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 fly on or you drive on
1: um, I just really i mean um like like saying, creating um, jobs and um, also producing locally, like you've said just um, and uh, just keeping on doing what makes me happy and what makes everyone else. Happy For me, it's like a, a good working environment and always learning how to um, have a good relationship with every client. Mm.
2: So respect, Yeah, obviously. very respect.
1: I mean, no matter what client it is, the minute you sign and say, yes, we're doing this, so we have to keep a fruitful relationship. Yes, we are human beings. We, you, you come to things where you, you, know, you don't really, but yeah, that's what we work on. I don't know if that answers
2: the question. Mm, yeah. It's cool. It's very nice. Um, now where, where can we expect to see your, your brand moving to? Because obviously moving is, is a part of the business, right?
1: Yeah. So I would love to have a flagship store. Um, but, uh, obviously not yet, but I have gotten, um, a response. I don't think I, um I'm I'm allowed to say it yet.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so you don't want to kiss and tell. You know what? You could also share with our listeners where they can connect with you. So either your website, some social media yeah. handles, and that way they can also we can also Check
1: that. what ha- yes. what's happening. So I'm on Instagram of course, which is Orapelang Mudutle, and I am on Facebook which is Mudutle Style Avenue. And I am on Twitter which is Timmy underscore Mudutle. So we also have a website which is so www dot and people can contact us info at um so yeah I'm, I think one thing that I can say is that I'm doing Cape Town Fashion Week, so i'm really want, yeah wanting to grow on that part of
2: of the, of, the 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 world, country. Yeah. of
1: the
2: country <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love Cape Town anyway, you know what I want to do is just quickly um steer up this thing roll over to Morag Stein, who's mm-hmm. going to be glamming up glamming up this session because we need a glam up at this point. (laughs) Glam up this session, Maura. Come with us, mommy. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much. Um so I've actually posted a a picture on social media and for some reason I mean it's the simplest lipstick colour that I have in my collection but everyone's just raving about it. So I'm going to reveal the colour and it's number fifteen um and it's from the Ultimate Shine Range from Catrice Cosmetics and I don't know about everyone else, but I'm literally melting. I like I feel like Beautiful. an ice cream cone that has like fallen over and just splattered over the floor. <laughs> so, you know, um, lipsticks that you want to be wearing in this heat is obviously a matte texture because it doesn't move in the heat. Um, or something that's very sheer and creamy on the lips. So something like a balm with a tint in or obviously a very creamy lipstick um, that will just keep your lips hydrated as well. So... And then of course, you know, with the heat going on, um I've got a few questions, um you know, what am I talking about today, etc. so I I'm literally had to change my whole makeup regime this past week because what I normally used is just not working in the heat. So I need to spice it up a with a bit. So um for all the women out there, you know, start with a proper base. You're not going to paint a face brick wall straight away. Mm. So what you need to do is really moisturize your skin. Um, using an oil-free moisturizer in the morning is great um, I'm using the Thatcham Luminous Deep Hydration Serum um, It contains hyaluronic acid and red algae It's really deeply hydrating Remember that even though our skins are oily and they're producing more sebum You cannot strip your skin from sebum Because then it's going to be producing more sebum So be careful of using too anti-oily, you know, too many of these anti-oiling, anti-sebum products because it actually just creates more sebum on your skin. So you want to keep your skin hydrated even though it feels like it's melting off, you know. Um and then of course investing in a good primer. Um, you won't regret the few seconds that it takes to just pop on a primer. Um, if a primer is something that is not for you, um a really nice one is the primer hydrating mist from Smashbox, which you literally just spritz on your skin. Um, it's really amazing, um, you know, and it's, I mean, of course, it's water-based. Um, so any water-based product basically acts as a magnet for foundation to your skin. Um, and also bronze your skin. So even if you don't want to do a foundation in the heat, just by bronzing the higher planes of your skin can really just give you that coverage that you need. Um, and obviously using um, a powder. Also be careful of using powders, though, because... We're sweating underneath the powder. So if you're applying a powder on top of a powder, on top of a powder, it's going to start s- separating, basically. So instead of using a powder foundation, rather use a nice creamy foundation or a liquid foundation because that's obviously going to, you know, hold and ma- be a magnet to your skin. So... um
2: but they, would you, just a question, hmm. would you advise women to just stay away from the foundation? What's the problem? It's hot. It's so <laughs> no, hot. Asking. So, I'm uh-huh. like, <laughs> it's so hot. Why are we like, masking up? Morag? gets your question,
0: no, 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 genuinely. You. Um, you know what? It, it's really a personal preference. Um, for me, you know, I, I was shooting for the past two days, um, outside of Johannesburg and it was over 40 degrees Celsius and I literally could not wear any makeup. It was ridiculous. But then again, like, I can't go everywhere not wearing makeup, you know? So, like, people will be like, what? She's a makeup artist, but she's not wearing makeup. Like, it makes no sense. You know, it's like but being you a fashion look, designer but you look good. Come on. walking in you your still pajamas. Look good. You, still look good. you know, so, um, the foundations that you can use in heat are the Bobbi Brown Stick Foundation. It's fantastic. It's waterproof, sweat resistant. Um, the Smashbox Studio Skin, which has a 15 hour wear. Um, and make up forever the matte velvet foundation and also the MAC waterproof foundation, which is just newly launched in Africa. So that's amazing. Once again, waterproof products. Are blocking your pores So it's not an everyday It's really just for this hot period That I would advise it And also blot um, Don't use powders Of course I've just said that they do separate So things like um, Essence, Catrice um, And Matte Cosmetics Actually have blotting sheets That you can really just carry around in your handbag And literally blot the shine off your face Instead of applying powder If you need a quick fix You know like the sandwich wax wrap paper That you wrap sandwiches in that, it's basically the same thing. So you can literally just walk around with that and blot your face as well. Um, and they also, these blotches. <laughs> you, it sounds crazy. I am for real. You like, so can just go
2: cut it up into small, into small squares, pop it in
0: like a little purse in your handbag. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, and also the, the amazing thing, because of the waxy texture, it actually doesn't remove your makeup. So it really just takes off that excess oil or sebum that you, you have. Um also um with eye makeup, so a little saying that I learnt was it was C so C Y A, cover up your ass. Okay, so with eye makeup you wanna be using concealers, okay. The, a great one is one from Benefit Cosmetics as well as Smashbox Cosmetics has launched a 24-hour concealer. They both come on a sort of a wand application. So you want to be applying concealer very close to your eye and double up on everything. So if you're doing a liquid eyeliner, do your liquid eyeliner and blot powder over it so that it basically locks it in onto your skin. Um, also things like um, an eye primer base that you can put on. So specifically for the eye area, a primer. And then lip color, I've obviously covered rather matte to um, more sheer colors, and then also um, mist yourself this summer. So really beautiful mists. Carry them around. I've mentioned this box, um Primer Water. If you want to do a homemade one, just pure rose water in a spritzer bottle and just spritz it over your face for a nice, refreshing glow. And, of course, it also doesn't move the makeup. And then also um, I'm struggling with SPFs at the moment because, I mean, obviously we need to use an SPF. We need some protection. Um, and it's really simple. Just get an oil-free SPF. It's as simple as that. Um also, you want to avoid um, sun creams with titanium dioxide and zinc ingredients because they sort of are quite thick on the skin. Your skin's also going to produce more sebum. Um, a great one that I've discovered, it's from Color Science. It's an SPF 50 and it's actually a mineral powder that you dust on before you do your foundation and after. And you can actually carry it around in your handbag and, you know, throughout the day, dust it on your hands, dust it on your face if you're going to be in the sun. So it's quite cool. It's a powder, SPF 50, full coverage and off you go. So those are my tips for this. Terribly hot heat um, I will be posting All the products And everything I use um, On social media You can catch me On all social media platforms At Morag Stain That's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-E-Y-N Thank you
2: Just one quick question yes. Thank you Morag um, Does, every, does any, everyone in here Know what sebum is? I, I don't know. Okay. Don't so know. thank you. Okay. The question of the day from our keen listeners. We're like, sebum, sebum. Oh. Okay. What is sebum? So
0: basically, um, in your skin, you have your sebaceous glands, which are your oil secreting glands. <laughs>
2: and when,
0: yeah. so basically, w- when we're adding on, um, products that are saying anti-shine, anti-oil, um, they contain salicylic acid in. So what salicylic acid does when it's absorbed into your skin, it, it actually dries up your sebaceous gland But what happens then Your body is saying My sebaceous gland is dry Let me produce more sebum And that's basically this oily look That you're getting on your face um, So instead of sort of taking the oil away You want to be putting more oil on So that your sebaceous gland Doesn't secrete so much sebum That's basically the whole...
2: I hope that the sebaceous um, glands of all of our listeners are actually in control because I'm going to have to go after this and take care of my sebaceous glands. Anyway, thank you so much for the glamour. You know what's crazy is when you ask a question and then the question comes with more acids and sebaceous glands and we're like, okay, let's just stop it there and then Morag is going to be available on her handle on Twitter to answer all the extra sebaceous slash sebum related questions. <laughs> but anyway, we want to really thank you uh, for the Glam Up session. we want to thank you for your contribution as well with your echoes. And uh, I you. just love the fact and we appreciate the fact that we can always um, tap into your mind and get feedback from that side. And sometimes we go wild, but we love it because <laughs> <laughs> it's everything like the truth from the inside out. And we really want to express ourselves. We really want to share these conversations because these are the conversations no one's trying to have. And we are having them because we have to have someone's got to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then obviously for our very special guest, Rappaleng, we want to thank you as well for joining us on the show. Um, it's really good to have these conversations. And like I said, people just kind of get to understand you a bit better. And we have time to talk about some of the things that are actually working or ways that are working for your brand. Um, and obviously, I wish you uh, all the best with everything.
1: Thank you. And um,
2: to you. I look forward to wearing one of your pieces as well. Now we are going straight to who would you want to dress and why? That's my hint. Uh, who would you want to dress and why? We are here on our lovely last segment, <laughs> and we are going to start with. Uh, I'm not starting with Edgy Morag because Morag's a good, good starter. <laughs> so um, as you know, I've been
0: working on production for for the past three days, and I met one of the models, and she is just. I I think I have a girl crush on her Like literally She is so beautiful Her body Everything Like not in a weird way But I And I actually said to her That I'd love to do a shoot And do her makeup You know As I would want to do it So yeah I would love to dress her And her I mean I I actually forgot what her surname is But her name on Instagram is Britt D So I would love to dress her I'm actually showing Liz a picture of her Wow yeah, she's really Beautiful. pretty.
2: Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's who it, I would love to dress for a photo shoot, obviously. In yeah. its best. Maybe we can um, collaborate. Now. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> well, also here with me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to you, Lang. <laughs> who would you want to dress and Why?
1: I I think I've already dressed who I wanted to dress what I'm
2: no, we No, want- <laughs> someone <laughs> I'm new. We want.
1: Okay, <laughs> so I would love to dress Kylie, Kendall Jenner. So
2: oh. I think
1: she's absolutely beautiful. She resonates. She is classy and she's feminine. And yeah, I think this that's the person that. I and
0: want like to dress. the most natural looking yeah. of the bunch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which bunch? I don't know about the bench <laughs> The K
2: Okay, <bunch. laughs> The K <bunch.
1: laughs>
2: Okay, let's, let's let him slide on that. Edgy, who would you want to dress and why?
3: I'm going to be really selfish today <laughs> because I want to I want to dress me, but I want to ask you guys a question. God. I want to I want to get this raccoon lines coat, and I'm thinking, is that unethical?
2: I think it's not unethical because you didn't kill the raccoon, so it's fine. <laughs> I <laughs> Just, think it is. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm against what? it, Ag. You didn't kill it, and you have a good good intentions, and we know that you're a very ethical person. So I think just find out maybe how they killed it, and then if they killed it in a way that maybe I don't know if it escaped. I don't know this whole. thing <laughs> You know, actually, let someone else answer that question. You know what it is? Um, the
0: the whole thing why fur is such a big deal is because the the cruelty that goes around. Of how it's done So you know what I I have a rabbit fur coat I'm going to be honest with you But like where the rabbits came from They're actually bred for this And like cows are bred to eat Cows are bred to make milk So you know what If it's done in an ethical way I think you know, you just need to know where it comes from. Then I think,
3: yeah. Okay, I'm going to pretend it is done ethically. I'm yeah, going to pretend uh, that
0: yes. They ethically. And they
2: had a farm where they were using it strictly. They were just growing them, breeding them for like far coats. So just go ahead and knock yourself out. It's cold out there. And then keep the right mindset and you'll be cool. Now today, Thanks. I want to dress. <laughs> I want to dress a Nigerian business tycoon who's the richest African woman. Actually, I think they said second too. Mm. Uh they say Forbes estimates her net worth to be 2.1 billion which makes her the richest woman in Nigeria and then the second richest in Africa and remember I already wanted to dress yes. the richest one which is the Isabella de Santos yeah. anyway follow Runcho Alakija that's who I want to dress. And I'm sure that if I dress her, based on today's conversation and exclusive, I am sure that all the parliamentarians and everyone will be running from Nigeria coming to me saying, ah, I'll be, have be chop, chop, chopping money, chopping, chop, chopping money. Anyway, I think that's so cool. I think for me, it's like, again, and, and let me say, I'm saying this very honestly. I'm not like the person who only dresses corporate women. Like I dress, I can dress any woman who is a style savvy woman who cares about you know i dress women who are women so womanly women okay so whether she is the one who's the richest nigerian woman or what but obviously this is also strategic hopefully because we won't be talking about how much she'll basically be saying i need a rack anyway guys (laughs) it's been great for those who are tuned in um, it's been a bit of a rowdy show today, but we were just having fun, you know, because we just want to have fun. This is Fashion Lab Africa. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com. Holler at us and let us know some of your thoughts. We are on Twitter at Fashion Lab AF. Peace and love. But one more, last important thing is think about who you're dressing and why. And this is not the joke show, the, the last segment we have. This is seriously on a business tip. Think about why you've been dressing Alice for two years and you still don't have any. It, not, anyway, peace and love.
1: <laughs> Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.